am super pumped to begin this brand new series called Trajectory. Come on now, say it to your neighbor, Trajectory. I think for this series, you're going to need your notebook uh, and a, a pen that works and take some notes because you know that note takers are history makers. Amen. And so we're going to begin this brand new series. And today I want to talk to you about variable shifting. Do you like where your life is going? If not, it's time to tweak the pattern. See, music has patterns. If the beat doesn't flow, the song will fall apart. Same thing with our home. Same thing. The foundation needs to be solid. Same thing with our lives. The behind the scenes is so important to our lives. And as followers of Jesus, we've been given the Holy Spirit, the helper, to help us to tweak some of the patterns in our life. But you can't change the pattern unless you see the pattern. You can tell what comes next because you know what came before. There are some patterns in our lives that need to change because they're producing an undesirable product in our lives. But you keep getting the same undesirable product in your life because you haven't been able to see the pattern. What are you putting in the equation of your life? Equation will output a result. For example, 5 times 2 is what? It's 10. The result, the product will always be that. Reason why we have undesirable results in our lives is because we have the same variable in our life and we don't like the product, but we are not willing to change the variable. Some of you just want, not instead of a 10, you want a 12 or a 14 in your life, but you're not willing to change the variable. All you uh, Kumon graduate, work this out in your head. 10 times 1 times a million times 0. What's the answer? The answer will always be, what? Zero. Oh, I can't hear because I have my ears closed off, COVID hairstyle going on. Anything multiplied by zero is zero. Change the numbers, it doesn't matter. Anything multiplied by zero is always zero. Here's the point. Some of us have some of the variables right. You know, I'm reading the Bible, I'm praying, I'm plugged into church. Why am I not seeing the product I want to see in my life? Because there's a variable in your life that's affecting everything else in your life. Could it be that you're not seeing the result you want to see because there's a variable you're not willing to give to God? So you're like, I got some good variables in my life. I got a few good things going on. But I also still have this toxic relationship that I shouldn't have. But you know what? I got the other stuff. Uh, One little thing... It doesn't matter how much of God you put into your life. The variables in your life multiplied by zero is still giving you a zero. You can read your Bible. You can pray. You can commit to church. You can tithe. But it only takes one toxic relationship. One ungodly relationship. You keep entertaining Delilah and you keep taking a nap on her lap. She'll call in her mobile barbers and they'll give you a free haircut and destroy your destiny and destroy the good trajectory that you're on. And the beautiful things that God is building in and through your life. It's time to change the trajectory of your story. Amen. It's time to change the product of your life. And that all starts by changing the pattern which will affect the trajectory. We're so good at playing the blame game. Every single one of us, there's a part in our life and we've been trying so hard to change, but then we start playing the blame game. 
Oh, it's my childhood, my upbringing. That's why, because I'm, I turned out like this. Oh, it's the house that I grew up in. It's my parents. That's why I, I turned out like this. It's my friends. It's my spouse. It's the pastor. It's the government. It's always somebody else's fault. We blame everyone else, but there's a common denominator. It's not your boss. It's not your kids. It's not God's fault. You are the common denominator. There's a pattern in your life that's producing a product that we don't desire, But today, God wants to tell you that there's a way that you can change the pattern. You can shift the variables, change the trajectory of your life. It doesn't always have to be the same way. You don't have to be broke for the rest of your life. Your faith doesn't always have to be struggling. Your health doesn't always have to be bad. Your emotions don't have to be all over the place. Your family situation doesn't have to be the same bad thing going forward. All you have to do is say, Holy Spirit, you have full access to the variables of my life. I give you permission. Come and rearrange. Come and reorchestrate. Flip the script of my life. God, as you promise, but the enemy meant for evil. God, I believe that you are turning it around for me as I cooperate with you. Drop an amen right now in the chat. The proof is in the pudding. Product always tells us what's in the pattern. Five times two is always ten. If you got a problem in your life, the product will show you what's in the pattern. Many times you don't know if your pattern is good or bad until you see the product. But we try to soup up the product. We don't want to change and do the hard work of changing the, the equation. And we want to just dress up our product. We just want to soup up our product. Have you ever seen a souped up Corolla? Okay, brownie points for your effort, but a Corolla is a Corolla. You're not going to join the cool car club with your Corolla. Sorry. It's like going to Justin Timberlake's uh, shoes closet, which is the size of my house, because he's a sneaker freak. And you go there with your two-stripe byway tennis shoes. Remember those? By the way, we try to change the product without adjusting the pattern. Or like going to the gym. You sign up for the gym, you have a membership, and you're expecting abs. That's ridiculous. Or you're watching other people work out. Nothing's going to happen to you. Your abs are going to, you're not going to get lean. First off, it's weird watching other people work out. But it's also foolish. So then, why do you think spirituality is any different? Why do you think in spirituality you can just continue business as usual and expect a different outcome? We want the product, but, but you got to adjust the pattern in order to get the product. It's the pattern in your life that's producing the product that you don't like. Today, I believe, through the power of the Holy Spirit. Come on now. God wants to help you change the pattern. Turn with me to Romans 12, 2. It says, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. Say that with me again. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. Right here, Paul is giving us the new pattern. He's saying, if you're ready to get a new product, I'm going to give you a new pattern. You want a different result than what you've been seeing? Stop copying the behaviors and the customs of the world. But let God transform your mind. When you imitate the ideals and opinions uh, of the culture around you, it'll leave you heartbroken. It'll leave your home broken. It'll leave your life broken. 
But God's pattern, God's will is good, pleasing, and perfect. You've felt the pain of what the world has to offer. You've tried it all these years. How's it going? How's it going? How's it working out? The world always leaves you empty. But you have a good God. You have a God who is love. He has love and grace and mercy for you. He's a perfect God. And He's there ready to satisfy your soul. Because He's the only one who's perfect. You placed your trust in people and they've let you down. He's the God who never leaves you nor forsake you. He's the God who sticks closer than a brother. He can be trusted with your heart. He can be trusted with your life. I know people have hurt you, but you can trust God. He can change the trajectory of your life going forward. Your history doesn't have to repeat again and again. Your heart doesn't have to break over and over again. Maybe you're sitting there freaking out and saying, Pastor Deshaun, okay, that sounds nice, but I have gotten all these toxic patterns in my life. Check this. Patterns are not permanent. It doesn't matter how long you've been addicted to that bad thing. Maybe there's a bad pattern going on, but patterns are not permanent. Money, weight gain or weight loss, family issues, spiritual struggles, patterns are not permanent. Permanent. That's good news. Yeah, but Pastor Deshaun, I tried to get rid of, uh, of this before. I've tried to get rid of this before, but it didn't work. The reason why you feel like you are never going to overcome it is because you got used to living in such a way. In that way, you're living in it and you're following the patterns of this world. The world doesn't offer solutions, but it only gives you temporary coping methods. The world's mindset is to help you cope with what you're dealing with. Come on, let's go there today. I just got to cope with it. I just got to get this bottle, get this, whatever it is, fill in the blanks. I just got to go through this. I just got to survive. The world's behaviors, customs, ideals, and opinions will help you cope with your pain temporarily, but not to get you free. World's solution is destructive. It'll temporarily make you comfortable. It'll temporarily make you numb. The world only has temporary fixes. But God has given us a permanent Savior. Amen? Whom the Son sets free is free indeed. We have an active, powerful helper. And His name is the Holy Spirit. Amen? Have you received Him? Have you welcomed Him? Don't take on a label based on your past pain or your past failures. Take on the new label that God has for you. He wants to redeem you. He wants to restore you. And He wants to set you free. He wants to reset your pattern. There's a new way of life God has for you. So I'm not going to imitate the patterns of the world. God doesn't just want you to cope with it. He wants to transform you. He is calling you to be a conqueror. He is calling you to change the direction that you're going in. To change the trajectory. Put it in the chat. I am on my way forward. Sometimes we got to unlearn and relearn. Patterns are not permanent, but it requires you to change your mind by the renewing of your mind. Being a Christian is about changing the pattern. Being a Christian is about unlearning some of the toxic things we've been used to. And we got to relearn what God says about it. Pastor Deshaun, you don't get it. I got to do certain things in life to get ahead. I, you know, everybody's doing it. Everybody's bending the rules. Listen. When you place your trust in Jesus, 
You don't have to suck up to anybody to get a, to get ahead in life, to get a promotion. You don't have to suck up to your boss. God will lift you up. Amen. God is like, son, daughter, you put me first in your life. I will open doors that you cannot open for yourself. I will close doors that you're struggling to close. I will take you places that you never imagined. I will let you meet people out of your league. I'll lead you. I'll walk with you. I will bless you. And I will make you a blessing because I'm changing the trajectory of your life. God has a perfect will for your life. God has a good, pleasing, and a perfect life for you. A life that's perfectly in the center of God's will. That's the best place to be. So we got to unlearn even some of the things you thought about Christianity. Oh, I'm a Christian, so I got to have this miserable life and suffer all the time and always live in poverty and never deserve anything nice. Jesus says to follow him. The burden is light. God's will for you and your family is good, pleasing and perfect. In other words, you are going to like it. If you surrender to his will, you are going to like it. There's going to be a satisfaction in your soul. There are four variables we need to examine in our lives. You ready? I'm going to break it down for you. Number one, variable of pressure. You don't know the real you until you get squeezed, isn't it? You don't know what's really inside of you until you get squeezed. Because when you and I get squeezed, you see what's really inside of us. When things are good, it's easy to be happy and joyful. Oh, praise the Lord. But when we face pressure, when we face disappointments, when we face injustice that happens to us, bad news from the doctor. And you know, it's even worse when it's not bad news just for you, but when it's one of your kids or two of your kids have to go through something traumatic. And you stand there crying, feeling helpless, because as a dad, you're not able to take away the pain that they're feeling, that they're going through. Pressure in your marriage. Maybe your marriage is falling apart. And all of these variables combined, what comes out of you is an angry person at home. It's a pattern. It's a variable. Your kids are crying. You, 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 you hurt your kids' feelings because you keep taking your misplaced anger out on them. You keep hurting anyone who tries to come close to you and and care for you. And you won't let anyone help you. Your life is out of control. Family members are, are getting hurt because you are taking your pressure, your stress out on them. Because you've allowed a pattern in your life that when you have pressure over here, you act it out over there. And everyone pays for your toxic pattern. Pressure at school. You snap out your parents. They're just trying to help you and give you some cookies and milk. But no, you got pressure at work. And you're snapping at your coworker and and being rude to them and, and trying to step on their toes to prove something. Pressure in trying to keep your faith together. You have to look spick and span and proper as a Christian because you don't want uh, Auntie Bobini complaining about you. All of this pressure. Relationship pressure. Where is this relationship going? And that's why Paul says in 2 Corinthians 4, 8, Though we experience every kind of pressure, we're not crushed. At times, we don't know what to do, but quitting is not an option. Amen? Say your last name and say, are not quitters. Mahalingams are not quitters. Come on now. Say it over yourself right now. Do some self-cheering. When there's no one around you to, to cheer you up, cheer yourself up. Amen? How many of you feel like you are facing all the pressures all at the same time? Family pressure, work pressure, kids, 
marriage and the Mazda broke down again. Does the Mazda ever not break down? Now your dog is having mad diarrhea all over your new carpet. And you're like, God, give me more patience. And then you see the dog doing business over there. The kid's teeth are coming in weird. So it looks like they're going to need some expensive braces. Man, money problem. Paul says, I get that you are pressed on all sides by pressure. But he says, if we're living with the right equation, that's the key right there. If we are living with the right equation, you are not going to be crushed. You may have some variables of pressure in your life, but if God is the priority of your life, if he's the equation in your life, you are not going to be crushed. If God is the pattern in your life, you're not going to be crushed. You may not know what to do, but you are not going to be a quitter. Amen. You got to understand that pressure comes in all types and sizes. Some of you are waiting for the one to marry. So much pressure because no single guy can walk into the room without you pressuring him and looking at him. And, and no single girl can come out for a coffee without you pressuring. You know what I'm saying? Fill in the blanks. You know what I'm talking about? But because of the intense pressure of being alone, you give in to compromises. Because you are not willing to wait through the pressure. Pressure comes at work. So you quit the job that you have before you find a, a new job. Now you have more pressure and frustration. Because you just can't take the pressure. People jump from situation to situation. People jump from relationship to relationship thinking that's going to be less pressure. No! Why do they do that? Because there's a pattern of pressure and, and a pattern of quitting. This is why we want new things in our lives without commitment. Man, if I can just get those new things, I'll feel better. And then the next thing. And, and so you want to feel the high of that thing. You want to fill the void without having the pressure of maintenance, without having to work hard, work through stuff, being fearless and facing it head on. We just want to cope with it. Maybe too much of world's mindset is in us. Nothing grows without pressure. Roots, patterns are growing deep as they fight against the pressure of the earth. Pressure always produces growth in our lives. Could it be that God is trying to bring growth and development in your life? That's why you got to say, I've got some big pressures in my life. That could only mean that God is up to something big in my life. Oh, the pressure of the outside is producing something on the inside of me. The pressure is producing growth in me. We don't run from the pressure. And just like Paul, we got to thank God for the pressure. Because pressure produces perseverance. So bring it on, baby. Because this pressure, this uncomfortable situation that I'm in, that I'm going through right now, if I give it to God, It'll always produce growth. It'll always advance me in my trajectory. I get it. You're facing a lot of pressure. But don't try to escape the pressure this year. Maybe you've done it before. But don't try to run away from Goliath this year. Don't try to jump out of the fiery furnace. When God is telling you, this is the trajectory I'm taking you. This is the direction. This is the degree that I want you to go. It's the year. This is the year. Make a decision that you're going to face the pressure fearlessly. And, and ask yourselves, what can I learn? How can I grow from this pressure? God, what are you trying to teach me? Lord, what are you trying to do in my life through this pressure that I'm facing? Because I'm going to grow. And I'm going to 
change the trajectory of my life. I'm not going to follow the negative trajectory of my ancestors. Two, variable of people. Similar to trigger words, there may be trigger people in your life. You know what I'm talking about? You may be on fire for God. Things are good. You're at peace. You're like, hallelujah. And then you get one text message from that specific person and it just messes you up. There are people in your life that are shaping the trajectory of your life for good or for bad. Whether bad habits or addiction you picked up, you know, it didn't just happen magically overnight, randomly. Most likely a friend introduced you to it. Whether drugs, alcohol, pornography, unhealthy lifestyle, these toxic things can be introduced into our lives by a friend or even a family member. Come on now, let's go there today. And these variables start to destroy God's good, pleasing and perfect will and purpose in our lives. You know, it takes a fool to come up with a foolish, dumb idea. It takes an even bigger fool to go listen to that foolish, dumb idea. Any of you ever been caught doing something dumb that someone else suggested? But when you get caught, the people that suggested the dumb idea, they're nowhere to be found. That's what the world does to us. This is the pattern of the of the world. Today, you need to go through your phone. You need to go through your contact list. Uh, you need to ask the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit. Who should stay? Who should go? Who should I unfollow? Who should I unfriend? I know some people are going to get mad at you and they're going to write you hate mail. But you know what? I'm on a trajectory. I'm on a course. I'm going somewhere. And I need some space so that my mind can be clear. I need some space so that I'm not falling into temptation. So I need to create a godly filter. And if those certain people keep messing you up, and they keep causing drama in your life. Ultimately, they don't care about you. But there are some good people in your life that'll be a positive influence in your life. Now, start focusing on those people. Start hanging out with great people that will elevate you in your faith, that will encourage you, that will build you, that will speak hope, that will speak vision and dreams and, 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 and inspire you. Because you will become like those that you hang out with. Show me your friends And I'll show you your future. Someone intelligent said that. Okay, I get it. You're busy and you got a lot going on. But how's your walk with God? How's your fellowship with the Holy Spirit? Most people would say, yeah, I got to get back into Bible reading and praying and getting involved in church. You know, it's been so busy with work and school and so much going on. But how's that working out for you? You're so busy now. So you're going to read the Bible and pray and get connected to church later? You're going to be busier then. You're busy now. You're going to be busier later. But in your heart, are you feeling isolated? Are you feeling like nobody knows you? That you're you're misunderstood? You're feeling lonely? Like even God is ignoring you. You know, a lot of the times God shows his love to us through people. The easiest way to realign the trajectory of your life is by making a decision that you cannot go back on. To come into accountability. Next level church exists for you. So you don't have to do life alone. Seriously. I am personally inviting you to be part of this loving church. Why don't you connect with us? Like really. Not just watch us online. But join our team. Give it a chance. Our church is only a year and a half old. There's so much things that we're dreaming and thinking and talking. And we want to do. And we can do it better with you. Let's make a difference together. Let's do something meaningful. And I promise you. Life will be so much better. Because you don't have to do it alone. You can meet some amazing people. Today, right after this online experience on our Zoom hangout, you can meet some people and there's no pressure, there's no judgment, there's no drama. There's room for you. 
So why don't you change the variable in your life so that you can get a different product than what you've been getting? Today, why don't you say, I'm going to make an effort to be part of this church community. Let me check them out. Are they legit? Come on, check us out. I'm going to join the Zoom call right after the service today. This month, I'm going to go through that thing they've been talking about. Next steps. Next steps is our onboarding process. In Next steps is a very short, during the week, just a quick Zoom call. During the week, it's a, we share with you who we are, what we're doing, where we're going, what we believe. So next steps is your onboarding to getting plugged into our church. So some of you have been putting off going through next steps for a long time. Maybe this is the time you say, you know what? I'm getting rid of my excuses. I'm going to get this next steps done. And we have an amazing team lead who will help you with that. Start getting more involved in what's happening in this church. You need godly influence. You need godly people around you that are going to help you and lift you up. Seriously, this church is a catalyst to bring change to the trajectory of your life. How serious are you about your life? But guess what? You cannot do this life alone. And we're here offering to do life together with you. Number three, variable of pity. Variable of pity. Oh, nobody understands me. I'll never get a good job. I'll never find someone to love me. Things are never going to get better. Things are not going to change. I don't deserve anything good. Pity. Pity definition is feeling sorry for yourself. Oh, no one taught me how to do certain life skills. Or maybe you don't have a mom or a dad or you feel like you're missing out and you're always incomplete. That's how you feel. Or you had to stop your studies to take care of your parents or you made a bad decision. And it seems like everybody else made a bad decision too, but they're not paying for it, but you are. This is pity. Today, make a decision to change that mindset. Instead of remaining in a pattern of pity, we need to say, in spite of my situation, I know it wasn't my fault and it's not pleasant, but my God has never given up on me. He has never failed me. He has never put me to shame because my help doesn't come from my haters. My help comes from the Lord. My help doesn't come from the east or the west, but it comes from Almighty God. God led me up until this point and He's not going to give up on me. Amen? He brought me through victories. He will continue to lead me in these uncertain times into victory. As I move on a maybe, as I live in a next level kind of faith, faith that talks, walks, and looks different, God helped me to get through the fire. He's going to help me to get through what I'm facing right now. The truth is, some of you shouldn't even be here today. But God. Amen? Some of you went through some traumatic things and the enemy tried to wipe you out. But you're here. You know why? But God, because of God, because of His loving kindness and because of God's purpose and plans in your life, because of His power, because of His providence. Next time you're moping around feeling sorry for yourself and get all whiny and say, God, how come you're never blessing me, always blessing somebody else? I just lost my job. I'm a single dad. I'm a single mom and nobody understands. Next time you feel like giving up, remember, What David said. What David did when he faced Goliath. Yeah, sure, Goliath looks intimidating. But wait a second. I remember my God gave me victory over the lion. My God gave me victory over the bear. And he will do it again. You got to replay and remember what God did for you in the past. And and encourage yourself. You know, in my personal life, over 10 instances, I should have not made it. But God came through. 
We got to stop the noise and remember his faithfulness. If God came through that crazy problem for me, he will do it again. My favorite song. He will do it again. He's going to help me fight this giant that I'm facing right now. Am I talking to anybody today? He did it once. He will do it again. He was with me yesterday. Therefore, he will be with me today. And if he's with me today, he'll, he'll be with me tomorrow. And if he's with me tomorrow, he'll be with me next week. Because you're still here. You shouldn't be here, but you're still here. Some of you, your battle began at your birth. Because you shouldn't have even lived at your birth. You were a preemie. You were an unwanted child. Man, the enemy has been trying so hard. Even when God was knitting you together. In your mother's womb. The enemy, the enemy couldn't stop you. Because today you're here. Circumstances are not ideal. Okay, I get it. But you're still here. Is there anybody here ready to stop living in the toxic patterns that we've been living and ready for a shift? Is anybody ready to fight for your life and say, I'm not going to give up on God. I'm not going to give up on myself. I can't stop. I won't stop. I won't stop because my life is too important to God. Give God some praise right now. No more pity parties. Yeah, I get it that what you're going through is tough. But let's support one another. Let's encourage one another. Let's build each other up. That's why we're here as a church family. We're a family for your family. Listen, pity will not produce the product that you want. I will laugh with you. I will cry with you. There's a time for that. Right now, it's time for you to rise up. Get your praise on and say, God, change the trajectory of my life. God is training you by allowing you to walk through the valley. But he's going to be right there with you. Variable shifting results in a different product. He's changing the course of your life. If you would allow him. If you would cooperate with him. Because he's a good God. He's a pleasing God. And he's a perfect God. Four. Pattern of procrastination. What are you putting off? Oh, can I go to the church later? Oh, next can I group? I'll sign up. No, you won't. Oh, just too busy right now. You'll be busier later. Oh, I just want to get healthy, but I keep eating junk food. But I'm praying about it. I want to save money, but I keep spending it on these new things. I'll save next month. No, you won't. I'll surrender to God later. No, do it now. Do it today. Plus addition, I don't have my life together. Let me go and get myself sorted out and fix my life. And then I'll come to Jesus. I need Jesus, but I need to do some work before I come to Jesus. Jesus doesn't expect you to clean yourself up before you come to him. That's why he went to the cross. He went through the most brutal, messiest death to prove to you that there's no mess in your life that he cannot redeem. That he cannot wash with his precious blood. And we get distracted. We get a procrastination in everything. In social media and phones and too much. How many of you are on it too much? Instead of reading a, the Bible or a good book or talk, taking a course or teaching yourself a new skill or encouraging somebody else to picking up the phone and doing that. We fill our lives with things. We're busy but not productive. Just watching the news. Don't get me started on watching the news. I'll put on the news and it's the same thing every day. Pandemic. Wear a mask. Stay at home. Lockdown extended. And I'm like, what? Like, is there anything else going on that I need to... No. It's serious. Okay, I get it. But every day is the same news. What if you carve out some time out of spending time watching TV and pick up the word of God and pick up a paper Bible? Pick up a paper notebook. Maybe you're doing some of the things correctly. But there is maybe one toxic thing in our variables that nullifying everything. You know exactly what I'm talking about. You know what it is for you. That that thing that's giving you 
the product that you don't want, that's giving you a result that you don't want. I've got this anger issue or lust issue or jealousy issue, but I'm not going to deal with it. It gives us a product that we don't want. Cemetery is full of people that have good intentions, but have missed their timeline. Hebrews 12, 11. Now all discipline seems to be painful at the time, yet later it will produce a transformation of character. Did you hear that? Transformation of character. Nope, we don't like discipline. It seems painful, yep. But it will produce a transformation of character. Bringing a harvest of righteousness. Harvest of righteousness. And peace to those who yield to it. So you choose to surrender. Then only all of these things will realize. So I want to quickly suggest to you a few variables that you should start today. Here we go. Number one. How about you make a decision that for the next 90 days, 3 months, starting now, you're going to join us live. Watching us Sunday morning at 11 a.m. Toronto time and participating in our live chat. Okay? And then right after that, we have our Zoom hangout. Get to know us. We want to get to know you. And get to know us. And allow people to build a relationship with you. Why don't you make a decision that from now on, until we meet again in person or in heaven. Don't miss a single Sunday morning experience. I wholeheartedly believe that if you'd make this commitment to get connected to our church and, and, and stay com- connected to us every single Sunday, something supernatural is going to happen in your life just by you being consistent. Stay connected to our church for the next 90 days and you're going to see in your life and I'm not trying to be legalistic, but if you make a decision that you're going to try as best as you can to stay connected to this church, as Joshua said, ask for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. That message is coming up next week, and I can't wait to share it with you. But Because just spectating an online service on YouTube or listening to podcasts on the go is not the same thing. There are people that are wanting to connect with you live. We have it there for your convenience, but until we start meeting again in person, the next best thing is chatting with us live on the platform, church online platform, the address will come up right now, or joining us in our digital lobby, which is the Zoom hangout. We do life together, we get to know each other. It's so precious when you are known and you get to know us. And we're here to be a family with you. So don't continue living lonely by ignoring this wonderful opportunity that God has given you And that's to connect with us. If church is just a spectating sport for you, then take that same variable and put it into the gym. I'm going to get fit and healthy by watching workout videos on YouTube and listening to workout podcasts at my convenience. You you can't just spectate and not plug, plug into community. And then you cannot say stuff like, oh, this Christian thing doesn't work. But you didn't plug into a readily available life-giving community. When you pray to God, God might say to you, listen, I gave you a loving church family, but you never connected with them. You never chose to plug into them or get to know them. We will love and accept you just the way you are. It's like watching healthy cooking shows, but never picking up any healthy ingredients at the grocery store. Come on. I'm trying to help you with a new pattern. God wants to change the trajectory of your life. And these small things that we think is insignificant is actually the key. You don't have to do it. No judgment. Just think about it. Two. How about putting God first with your resources? Okay, buckle up. For the next 90 days, take the challenge. 
start this new pattern. There's this concept called tithing. It's a big deal to Jesus. Why is giving 10% to our, to our local church such a big deal? Because everything belongs to God. Your life, your breath, your future, it all belongs to God. What if you took the 90-day tithing challenge? Maybe that's the part of the equation that you're missing. Listen, there's no pressure to give. You don't have to give. If you don't want to give, that's cool. doesn't bother me. I love you just the same. But take the 90-day tithing challenge. That means for 90 days, whatever income you get, you give God 10% through your local church. And if God doesn't supernaturally bless your life, listen, this is not a a, a quick, get-rich-quick gimmick. It's a supernatural principle, sowing and reaping. Then when you put God first, if God doesn't bless you in a supernatural way within those 90 days, and if you haven't seen the hand of God move in your life, if God hasn't done anything in your family, then we will refund you every penny you give in those 90 days. How does that sound? Information will come up and you can sign up for the 90-day tithing challenge. Listen, that's how much confidence I have in the Word of God. If you don't see it, then God is a liar and God can't be trusted. But Pastor Deshaun, why so drastic? Why are you saying all this? That's how seriously I take God's Word. If it's true, then it's in here. And if it's in here, then it's true. We don't want your money, but we want you to test God and see how good He is. Check out the biblical principle of sowing and reaping. And maybe, just maybe, this might be the very variable that is messing up your life. Because when we don't give to God what is due to God, we allow the devourer to come and destroy our life. And to mess up our trajectory. Maybe you're trying to go somewhere, but the enemy is always stopping you. You haven't set up this variable properly. Change this variable. See God change the product. See God change your trajectory. You cool? You still cool with me? Are you mad at me? It's all right. I still love you. Number three, every day read the Bible and pray. For the next 90 days, simplify everything. Pray before you eat. At least you get three prayers in. It's not the quantity, but it's the quality. Start with a new pattern. Lay hands on your kids and pray before they go to sleep every night. Pray for the Holy Spirit to fill them. Break off ungodly things that that they are doing. Pray for destiny and purpose and anoint them. Rebuke the enemy. Prophesy over them. And and declare that they're going to serve the Lord. They're going to carry on the legacy. Your kids don't have to walk away from God and have some crazy testimony. You you, you can pray protection over them. That they don't have to walk away from God, but but they can serve God from a young age. Your kids don't have to follow toxicity and, and run into the world, but they can remain with God. And walk with God from a young age. Change the variable. Change the product. And finally, number four. Make your bed every morning. When you do that, you've already accomplished something before you leave your room. Or some of you who don't have a bed, clean your car. If your car gets neglected, your life probably is too. If your car is a mess, your house might be messy too. Junk food and garbage all over the car. But you can make a decision today that you are no longer going to put up with an environment where you keep the mess around you. I'm going to clean up the mess. I'm going to confront the mess. I'm going to face this thing that is awkward and uncomfortable. It's a mindset that says, I'm not going to run from the mess anymore. I'm not going to run from the spiritual mess anymore. I'm not going to run from the relational mess anymore. I'm not going to run from the emotional messes anymore. I'm not going to run away from uh, financial messes. 
I'm going to deal with the mess. I'm going to face it to deface it. Drop an amen in the chat right now. That all I do is win in every area of my life. Drop an amen in the chat right now. And this message, I hope you take it really seriously as we begin this series and we're going to continue building. Because your life is going somewhere. Do you like it? Are you, are, is your soul satisfied with the condition of your life? I'm not saying you have to be rich and you have, to have possession. No, I'm saying, is your soul satisfied? Are you going somewhere? When you look back one year, five years, ten years ago, what can you add up? What do you see? God wants to tweak that. God wants to change that variable so that you get the product. And that's satisfaction for your soul. And that is making a difference in this world. And that is bringing hope and healing of Jesus to others that are hurting. To step into a meaningful life. A life that shines the glory of Jesus. And if you're struggling with any of the things that I mentioned today, I want to pray for you. Put your hand on your heart. Heavenly Father, I give every single person right now who's struggling with the equation, who's struggling with the variable. I'm praying, Lord, for those who are struggling with the dissatisfaction of the product that they're getting, with the result that they're getting. Father, I pray that God, that you would highlight to them and bring up to them what they need to do right now. Whether it's the 90-day challenges or something else, Holy Spirit, I pray that you show them what their next right step is. And I pray, God, the Holy Spirit, that you would help them to take that step and to continue tweaking and trusting and stepping into the plan and the purpose that you have for them, into the trajectory, the direction that you're taking them. Fill their hearts with your hope. Fill their hearts with your peace. Change our trajectory, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. And before I say goodbye, I want to ask you, if you have never welcomed Jesus into your heart, today's the day to do that. And you know it because the Holy Spirit is speaking to you right now and telling you that you need a Savior. You need the Messiah, Yeshua. He loves you so much that He died for your sins even before you knew Him. And He washed every sin penalty off of you before you even called out to Him. And today's the day for you. Place your trust in Jesus. I want to pray for you, uh, but this prayer is an interactive prayer. So repeat after me because you got to give permission to Jesus to come into your heart. Alright, so I'm going to pray. Repeat after me. Lord Jesus, I give my heart to you. Forgive me, God, for running around on my own, thinking that I own my life. Today, I surrender it to you. I believe you are God, that you died for my sins, and that you rose again on the third day. Wash me clean. I thank you because I'm a new creation. The old is gone, and the new has come. God, I give my life from this point onwards. Help me to get plugged into community and let my life be different. Help me to follow you. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen, amen, amen. Man, thank you so much for hanging in there. It's always an honor. Today is a little bit of preaching and teaching, but I believe God is going to do some mighty things in your life. We love you, Pastor M and I, and we'll see you next time. God bless.